listening to Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Wow, we are grateful for these moments of gathering together to receive your word, Lord. We come to you and ask you to forgive us and cleanse us of all our mistakes and sins, our distrust of you and the plan. Father, the worry, we leave it all in your hands. Forgive us for that. Yes, we bow before you with love and hope. Holy Spirit, come, come into our lives. Help us to serve and worship you. We surrender everything to you. Amen. Amen. Wow, John 14, verse 16 through 17, Passion Translation. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. He will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. Beautiful. Jesus promised that after he died and rose from the grave and returned to heaven, Holy Spirit would come to be with his people, to live inside every believer. And when we believe the gospel and trust Jesus to save Wow, we are healed with Holy Spirit. And this is why I think, too, the Bible calls us God's temple, because God's Spirit literally dwells in us, not just among us. It's amazing. God gives us His Spirit so we can know who He is and know exactly how to follow Him. There are times, too, when, <clears throat> excuse me, Holy Spirit will speak to us by giving us a thought or an idea. He'll prompt us uh, to say something, do something, think something. Things we weren't even thinking of before. Reaching for the tub of ice cream and having that thought of maybe I shouldn't. That's probably Holy Spirit saying you shouldn't. It's important to know that Holy Spirit too, he will never, never guide us to say or do anything that doesn't align with scripture. If it does not align with God's word. It is not of Holy Spirit. If you hear something that conflicts with what you've read in the Bible, it is not from the Spirit of God. Remember that. That's why it's so important to be reading the Bible daily, rereading the Bible daily. It's not a one-off, one-time kind of book. It is the book. Holy Spirit will be with us forever. He will never leave us or let us down. And instead, if we let him, he will help us to follow Jesus Christ for all of our days. Ephesians 1 verse 13, Good News Bible. And you also became God's people when you heard the true message, the good news that brought you salvation. You believe in Christ and God put his stamp of ownership on you by giving you Holy Spirit as he had promised. Wow, you know, because Holy Spirit has access to the wisdom of God, all knowledge of God, he is God. When we abide in him, he leads us continually into truth, causing us really to stretch, grow, be corrected, mature spiritually, mature in our walk with Jesus. First John 2 verse 27, But as for you, Christ has poured out his Spirit on you. As long as his Spirit remains in you, you do not need anyone to teach you, for Holy Spirit teaches you about everything. What he teaches is true, not false. Obey Holy Spirit's teaching then and remain in union with Christ. That's almost a command to obey Holy Spirit and remain in union with Jesus. That's amazing. Wow. You know, he is here like right now. And we say that every week and it doesn't change. He is here with each of us who invite him in. He is our teacher. Those who depend on Holy Spirit, man, we will know where to go and what to do because we are following his heavenly directions. 
hallelujah. And that means really that if you are a child of God, knowing Jesus Christ as our risen Savior, we have access to the guidance of Holy Spirit. And get this too, like he is the best guide ever because he has all the information we need from the past, the present, the future. Man, I am humbled by that revelation. I really am because he is all that is, all that was, and all that will be. All knowing, all seeing. I think a few of us too, thinking about this, writing about this message this week, I know I'm old enough and probably a few of us are old enough to remember when people didn't have like the GPS or the find my phone or Google Maps, right? And so we actually had to keep maps, physical maps in the glove box, folded up, made of paper, in your hand, tangible. And we'd use them to figure out how to get to a new place, a new address, a new town, and even have fun maybe marking things on it. You know, Romans 8, 14, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of Holy Spirit. So even then with hard concrete paper maps in our hands, we probably often followed, even without knowing, the promptings of Holy Spirit. And looking back on those days too, when you got to study your map in your car, maybe stop and ask for directions somewhere, and again, like I mentioned, drawing a circle about all the places you'd been to that summer. You know, how did we ever find out where we were going? Because it was pretty confusing at times. And so maybe Holy Spirit is like a piece of that, right? He's a bit of an internal, internal map, GPS system. He never gets confused. He never offers the wrong information. He is the Holy Word of God. So again, keep that Bible close. Read it, read it. And if we want to know... Holy Spirit's guidance and His will for our lives, we have to learn to discern His voice and His subtle nudging and accept His wisdom. Accept it because He nudges and we ignore it. Worse yet, He nudges and we say, no, absolutely not. We must discern His voice, His subtle nudging, accept His wisdom, embrace His correction and His teachings. 1 John 2, verse 27, back to the Passion Translation. The wonderful anointing you have received from God is so much greater than their deception and now lives in you. Wow, this is a different version of the same verse. And I just like it because um, it gives you more of the same perspective and the same teaching. And I felt inclined by Holy Spirit to put it twice in here. So this is 1 John 2 verse 27, The but the Passion Translation. The wonderful anointing you've received from God is so much greater than their deception and lives in you. There is no need... For for anyone to keep teaching you. Holy Spirit's anointing teaches you all that you need to know, for he will lead you into truth, not a counterfeit. So just as his anointing has taught you, you must remain in him. Don't stray from it as best as we can. And a side note to that too, is when we do stray from it or when we ignore that quick prompting, he doesn't walk away from us forever and say, oh, well, you're done. He is there again the next time. And that next time is like one minute later or 10 years later. It doesn't matter. He is always with us. He is always with us. The book of Acts tells us too that after those first disciples were baptized in Holy Spirit, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. This is another reminder of Holy Spirit that was brilliant this week. You know, we've, we sat in our kitchen and talked about it. I like this reminder too, because while gathering together looks completely different than it did 12 months ago, we can be so, so grateful that Holy Spirit gives us a supernatural grace that causes Christians to love one another deeply. It is not possible to imagine without it, honestly. 
like think back before Pentecost, um, before the manifestation of Holy Spirit indwelling. They didn't really know who Spirit was. They'd heard about him possibly from Jesus and from their, their written word. But boy, they got together. They heard him. They listened. Amazing too that when we refer to like a different time of gathering and different ways of gathering, we really have to think outside the box of stuff. You know, when we're used to Bible study and home groups and after church service coffees, those things that just become a natural part of our convenient routine, we have to remember too that it might stretch us out of our convenience and out of our comfort zone and even out of our daily schedules to gather together differently. So yeah, maybe it is a walk with a friend that you can't gather in their house, or maybe it is a Zoom meeting that is scheduled with a friend instead of a to-do list because it's your employment. So we gotta really think like that. Um, and fellowship, fellowship, because together we are powerful. And together in sharing, we are powerful. And we pray for each other. True too really is the fact that just as taking action with the dunamis power of Holy Spirit, we demonstrate his power and strength. His force enables us to heal the sick and work miracles. It brings us together. It knits our hearts together. It teaches that all things come from God. Holy Spirit is at work in his creation and the lives of his people. We are each called to be a part of God's kingdom. That is our purpose. God's kingdom, salvation, life eternal in his kingdom. And he gives us himself, his very self, as Holy Spirit, as teacher, as advocate, to walk alongside us. That is the power of God at work in his people, trying to bring reconciliation and unity and fellowship. Amazing grace. There's no other way to put it. There's never words big enough, really, when we're describing the actions of God, the love of God, the immense majesty and weight of God. Man, he wants that reconciliation too, and unity and fellowship, but not only with each other, or with our neighbor, or with those we don't see the same side politically, but he wants it between him and his children, that reconciliation. Acts 2, verse 1 through 4. On the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly, could you imagine? Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were filled and equipped with Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never even learned. Phew. That's cool. Like, wow, I can't even, you know, the other day, Mike and I were having coffee in the kitchen and brought up a friend in conversation that we hadn't spoken to in a few weeks. And we prayed immediately, reminded that Holy Spirit is our intercessor as well. And that he asks us to pray for others as much as we pray for ourselves, probably more so, actually. I believe God wants us to speak with him in prayer conversation, but to more importantly pray on behalf of others. And this is one of the greatest miracles of grace. It really is. Apostle Paul told us that Holy Spirit, who lives inside of us, intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And so, again, even if we don't know how to pray, Holy Spirit prays the perfect will of God. No matter what kind of dark difficulty we face, he travails for us until we emerge safely through the testing. Wow. Like really, have you ever groaned? 
groaned in prayer. I think most of us know the feeling. You know, we may not feel full of faith when we utter our deepest cries to our God. You know, we can be going through a difficult struggle, not feeling the connection with him. A grief that we feel is beyond his reach. But no, he is listening. He is here. Amazing. Psalm 30, verse 2, New Living Translation. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you restored my health. Man, we may not even be able to muster the strength to pray for half an hour, for 10 minutes. You know, our prayers may even be like a pitiful series when you wake up in the night and you're confused and you know you need him. Like phrases like, help me God, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's there. And according to the Bible, these kinds of prayers are powerful too. Like all you have to do is read the Psalms of King David and know this. God hears prayers. His prayers are prayers such as, Oh Lord, my God, I cried to you for help. And that's all. That was the prayer. And what is so comforting, so comforting, believe it, believe it, is that when we feel frustrated in prayer and don't know what to say, Holy Spirit is praying at a way deeper level inside of us. You know, he knows what to pray. He's praying for things we haven't even thought of yet or praying with grace for things that are about to happen. And that, my friends, is the promise of Romans 8, verse 26. It really is. My goodness, many of us need that reminding too, that we have Holy Spirit to help us, help us travel the valley roads and the mountain highways. He prays and prays alongside us. He hangs out with us and listens while we pray. He steps in and prays for us and with us when we don't know the words. That is amazing. He will be there when we believe with a faith that waiting on him until he gives birth to the answer from God that we need, that we are waiting for, we can rest assured in that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, our comforter. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus went to the cross and spent so much time with his disciples then, and he does now too because he teaches us through his word. He opened his heart and shared so many things with them. And during those last such distressing, crucial hours with his closest followers, whom he called friends, he talked so much about Holy Spirit and wanted his disciples to know they would not be alone, even though he was physically about to leave them. John 14, 16 through 18, New Living Translation. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you an advocate who will never leave you. He is Holy Spirit, who leads in all truth. The world cannot receive him because it doesn't look for him and does not recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Three in one, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. And after Jesus was raised from the dead, when his very distraught disciples, because can you imagine what they've just witnessed? They were huddled inside a house. Imagine that. Imagine the scene, right? Doors shut and Jesus appeared. He appeared to them. He showed them his pierced hands and the wound in his side and he breathed on them. Breathed on them. John 20 verse 22, taking a deep breath. He blew on them and said, receive Holy Spirit. We are to do that today. Receive Holy Spirit. Invite him in. He is right here hanging out. He wants the invitation. We think the Spirit was first given on the day of Pentecost too, but that experience was actually the disciples' second time. You know, They had the first introduction uh, Sunday night after the resurrection. He had come just as Jesus had promised. 
Again, my friends, we have been given this amazing gift. And when Holy Spirit came to dwell in us then, comes to dwell in us today, he brings the eternal life of God. He gives us the very breath of heaven. He infuses us with God's actual physical presence. Because it is. It's right there. You can feel it when Holy Spirit's here. That is a presence you know. He sets up eternal residence in us. And we're never alone. Never alone. Walking down that street with not another human body beside you, you're still not alone. When we ask Jesus into our life and receive the gift of Holy Spirit, he lives in you. He does. And you know, he lives in me. He lives in each of us. When we invite him in, wherever we go, he is there. And he reminds us what is true, what is happening, what is false. And he guides us every day towards that salvation. John 16, verse 13 through 14, when the Spirit comes giving truth he will unveil the reality of every truth within you he won't speak on his own but only what he hears from the father and he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come he will glorify me on the earth for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you wow that's holy spirit who gives us that power to follow jesus that wisdom to ask the questions the discernment to know the right from wrong in those questions he speaks to us about who jesus is what Jesus has taught, um, John 14, 26, convicts us of righteousness, John 16, verse 8, and guides us to the truth, John 16, verse 13. Wow. And life, as we know it, is not ever going to be smooth. And we will always have God and Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit. And as we learn who we are in Christ, Holy Spirit continues to empower us to live a life that is pleasing to God part of God's purpose and reflects Jesus no matter what we're facing or who we're facing. And so, you know, those moments when you have so many feelings and don't know what to say, keep in your heart, keep in your heart, Holy Spirit's promise to help us in our weakest moments and our best moments. He's not there just for the times that we can't stand up. He's there to stand alongside us too while we're already upright, you know. Turn those groans and cries into prayers and song. As Christians who've accepted Jesus Christ, man, we can literally sense the presence of Holy Spirit in ourselves and in those we meet or already know. Those who are filled with the Spirit, that's part of the discernment. We see someone, we might never even have spoken to them, and we can see and hear Holy Spirit in them. As we grow in our faith too, we all get to learn to hear His voice in ourselves, but coming from others too. I've learned especially to appreciate the presence of the helper when I go through such difficult times of trial or discouragement and struggle. Oh man, Holy Spirit sustains me. Yes, he, he is supernatural strength and hope. When we've experienced grief, Holy Spirit encourages us. When we're mistreated or persecuted, he gives us miraculous grace to endure these things. It's true. When we are accused or misunderstood, he fights the battle for us. Man, when we make a mistake and want to kick ourselves, which I'm good at doing, he lifts our head and mixes gentle correction with encouragement, not condemnation. Wow, I was reminded of that yesterday. When we're in despair, he reminds us of God's promises and wants to do the same for you. And with the brother that we're arguing theological things with, he wants to do the same for them. Don't forget, just because he dwells in us and we can be confident the Holy Spirit is with us, he is also with the person preaching and worshiping different than the way we like to listen to preaching and worshiping. 
1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. Don't you realize that together you have become God's inner sanctuary and that the Spirit of God makes his permanent home in you? When the Spirit came upon the disciples, right, in that upper room on the day of Pentecost, he was manifested really, I read it this way too, that the sound of rushing wind and flames of fire that miraculously appeared over top of each person. And we don't know the exact nature of this fire, except obviously it wasn't a physical fire because it didn't burn them down or burn down their house. So it was the visual manifestation of Holy Spirit's very presence. That is the holiness of God, the burning bush, the fire of the Spirit. So let's ask this question this week of ourselves. Are you willing to allow God to purify you? Even those hidden areas that we all have? Like suppose you've lived in the same, those hidden areas. This is me thinking house stuff. You've lived in the same house 10 years and you decide to move and you have to pack and clean and it's never easy. And then you pull out your fridge and what do you find behind the fridge? It's been in that same corner. No one's ever cleaned it or swept under it. The floor's probably caked with layers of dust, popcorn, elastic hairbands, dog hair, thinking of our own kitchen. That requires some deep cleaning, right? To get the house ready for the new owner. It's a scary thought, but we are that house for God. So we have such areas in our own lives that need to be cleaned and ready for the new owner, Holy Spirit. And we do know how to mask our ugliest attitudes, just like a pretty kitchen cupboard masks what's behind the kitchen cupboard. And when Holy Spirit comes into power, though, he comes and he cleans us with his fire of that grit and grime. That's it. He moves furniture around within us. He cleans us of resentment, of anger, of shame, of addictive behaviors. Oh my goodness, there's so many things. We each have our own list of things that God needs to clean us of and purify us from. And all those things that do create a distance between us and our God. But no, you know, through all that cleaning, and sometimes it's really tense because you're facing things you didn't want to face. You're facing traumas that happened to you that you've put away and didn't want to deal with. You're facing traumas you've caused other people and didn't want to deal with. He cleans through it all. But man, that is the most freeing, cathartic experience you will ever have. You will ever have. My friends, I encourage you, like right now, today, Open your heart to Holy Spirit's fire. Be renewed, be revived, be rescued all by the grace of our magnificent God. God created us to live life the way he intended. You're unique. You are unique. You are essential. You are his child. You are so beautiful in his sight. Yes, you, 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 us. Oh my God, you are a bearer of few. Thank you, Lord. Everywhere you go, you carry Holy Spirit. You carry Holy Spirit, the life-giving presence of our Almighty God. God longs for us to grow with Him, and I know that you feel that longing, as I do somewhere in the deepest part of your soul. Yeah, welcome Jesus into your life. He is at your side. He is here with us. We, the body of Christ, need you, you, in this darkening world, to be with us together, united for him. The world needs us united. The dark world needs Christian brothers and sisters united in Christ with Holy Spirit to be out there in the world. God, God, we pray you walk with each of us through the week ahead, the months and the years ahead, as you will it. Yes, 
as you will it. We thank you for the life within us. When we are in trouble and don't know how to pray, we ask that Holy Spirit will pray through us, will pray for us, will pray with us. Yes, thank you. We pray hope. We pray healing. We pray deliverance. We pray love. We pray rejoicing. We pray salvation. We pray revival. We pray forgiveness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Love you all. See you next week. Be safe. Be bold. Be in the written word of God. Yeah.
live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. We are in your listening to Gospel Garage. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast. <laughs>